down. So yeah, so three, two. Hey everybody, welcome back to the uh, Texas Podcast Massacre, formerly the uh, Tank Rug Reject. Re I can't talk. I can't talk today. You know, if it was I'm, a great I'm, choice for you to I'm, do the introduction. I'm, 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 yeah, I'm so glad I got to do the intro as today. A producer, but it was a horror pot, pot of horrors. That horror pot of horrorness, horror little horror pot. Formerly known as the you know best you know little horror house. I just want to. I just say fuck it, people. We're, we're like we're burning the midnight oil oh my here. God. I'm um, sorry. So I'm going to interrupt you, but I just came up with the the best. We should have called it the best little horror house in Texas. Oh man, now we got to change our name again. That's a good. That's a good name. All in, all in favor? I don't know. I, we'll, we'll, dis we'll I, discuss I, it. We'll it discuss it. I would pass. I'm fine. Yeah. I mean, all right. Fun. Hey, guys. Welcome <laughs> to the best little horror house in Texas. <laughs> there, is that better? I you like see, it. That's why you did the intro. That's why people can't hear me right now. Because I'm not the one with the idea. That's, I like it. That's right. You know what? We we make the magic happen here, people. Uh, hey, welcome back. And uh, we're talking about... 90s horror tonight. That's right. The top uh, 10 best, best in quotations, but best, best horror movies of the 90s. Gonna have some great discussion. Uh, apparently, there's a movie on here that we need to elaborate on on whether or not it's horror. Well, or Tank not. doesn't have a mic, so he's well, not even. Yeah, you got yeah. lucky. Yeah, he's not even here, so. Yeah, what not was like that? You can't hand me your mic when we that What was that? That's <laughs> definitely not <laughs> What was that? I'm sorry. Uh, before we get started, I. <laughs> um, I found a little like piece of information this past week, um, in all my sleep deprivedness um, the past few days, and I was watching *Summer Party Massacre* two. Uh huh. And and I did not realize that the uh, the driller killer in part two mm -hmm. was the son of the guy who founded Little Caesars Pizza. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I've never yeah, heard that. Yes. Um, yeah. L let me get his. Let me get his name. Um, but yeah. So this guy, his name was uh, Atanas Illich, uh -huh. and his father was like a multi-millionaire uh, mogul. He founded Little Caesars Pizza. He founded a couple other things as well. He had some sports teams on there. His son wanted to be like an a, like a '80s like rock star. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say obvious. Um, yeah. So so apparently this was like his entry into that. He had like an album. Um, very much looked like a. I mean, he looks like Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah, I mean, he's straight cat looking he, he, like... He, he, he is. He's, I, he just sings all these, like, music... He's got all these musical numbers in there. Awful, uh, but amazing. Awful, awful and amazing at the same time. Awfully amazing. Yeah, awfully Dude, amazing. I actually thought of you because I don't know if it's gutter garbs. There's one of the, one of the many horror apparel times right now is doing just they got the license so they're doing both Summer Party Massacre 1 and Summer Party Massacre 2 like t-shirts and stuff some Ooh. cool designs but NECA is releasing a limited edition figure the the original driller killer oh uh, as a limited edition figure Thorn? if you pre-order Russ Thorne Russ Thorne exactly so if you pre-order uh, I think the Scream Factory um, special edition Blu-ray you can get that figure, and I think I'm gonna snatch it. They've done Angela, oh. which I didn't get because I was poor at the time, and I kicked myself in the ass. Was it was it naked naked Angela with the wiener at the end of the first one? 
no, no, no. Uh, not uh, uh, Angela from. Um, oh, oh, uh, I, I was thinking Night of Demons. Okay, now. all right. Now it wasn't Little Wang. Little Wang. Exactly. Little Sleepaway Camp album number five. Little Wang. Little Wang. But yeah, no, it was. Okay, I'm glad you elaborated on that. Way too many people are named. They've also they did a figure for Sunday Night Bloody Night. Like they've been doing some good stuff, and I miss them because I've been poor. And uh, but I'm not gonna skip. I need that driller killer. Yeah. So I guess um, they uh, they just were also released a um, Friday Thirteenth Part Three Mrs. Voorhees. Yes, one well, as well. Yeah, when she comes so, out of the way, I'm super excited because uh, I didn't get the Sydney Comic Con exclusive, you know, adult Pamela Voorhees with the little Jason. Um, <laughs> I, but well, that thing goes for like 500 bucks on little baby right now. Jason. All so I, it's the only one of those first run of the um, the NECA like kind of Mego style. Uh, we're talking nerd stuff here because we said Migos. That's another rapper name. It is, but it's also name of a very popular. It was sort of like the like biggest toy company from this like seventies. They did like anyways. Let's we're we're veering really hard into nerd territory. Yeah, but maybe next week we'll talk about uh, some cool collectibles. Yeah, let's introduce a new show. Yeah, that's that's right. We got a new show coming out, guys. (laughs) We haven't even recorded our other show, which we were saying today. We should just call it Cinemaniacs. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. The new show. Yeah, well, the new show, yeah. I, see, TV, I mean, that was the I created that name, TV. but I'm just, I, I didn't even want to look because I know there's probably already a podcast with that name. Uh, yeah, if you guys look it up and see that there isn't, I'll do it. But like, right. it just, when I when I said it off the, the fly, I was like, that's too good to not be used. If it's not, sweet, let's use that's it. That's right. But. You're lost, society. You're, you're yeah. lost. But yeah, we're going to, um, for the listeners, we are going to do a non-horror-centric podcast, more of a... Movie. Just movie, like kind of yeah. gearing. Ideally, for me, it would gear towards uh, just out there, like really crazy action films yeah. or we bizarro. Like we like action movies. Yeah, well, like, it really gives us like an opportunity to talk about something you know more in depth. I want to. Yeah. like you're I'll, wearing the Bloodsport shirt. Yep, yeah, that's yeah. right. I'm wearing and, a Bloodsport. Like, that's just one of my favorite movies, and it's horrible. <laughs> well, let's not get crazy. It's, well, um, it's a it's a, a goddamn masterpiece. I mean, it is. I mean, but it, any movie with Donald Gibb in it <laughs> with a speaking role. <laughs> All I would say is I'm excited about it because I could talk about my my demolition man uh, prediction of the future theory. Oh, yeah. Does it have to do with Taco Bell? Yeah, <laughs> and Schwarzenegger. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, right. um, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll definitely touch upon that well, in the first yeah, episode we'll, of Cinema. We'll, we'll dig, dig into that. I always like to bring that up. But tonight we're talking about '90s horror. 90s. But yeah, I wanted to drop that little bit of knowledge on you because I was like, I was like, this this guy's father is Little Caesars. But you know, Little Caesars. And this is, is like this synonymous. guy's claim to fame. Like to me, like Little Caesars and horror movies are like synonymous with each other. Like I always remember. Dude, that was my childhood. Yeah. Little Caesars yeah. pizza, and horror movies. a bag of Doritos, Pepsi, or a Jolt Cola. Yeah. Jolt. Yeah. Hey, I can go with Jolt. Ah, Jolt. Yeah, yeah. I like that stuff. Just, yeah. <laughs> no, nah, that was like because I was just old. That was like. That was yeah. legal. Yeah, if you were like even remotely. Hey, old. I remember with you. I remember drinking. Uh, I was probably. I'm surprised about fucking dead yet. Honestly, like. <laughs> We used to like take Crank 2.0, the water, like oh the caffeinated God. water, and then make coffee with it. Oh, wow. I was like, probably, I'm just like, it's like, just. So you were on meth, basically. You were on yeah. crystal meth. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, I, 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 I ate a face or two, but that's, you know. I mean, Joe Cole, I, even I tried, I tried it a few years ago, and I was like, I might as well be drinking maple syrup. <laughs> it is it's so like thick. so sugary and gross. Like, I know, exactly. I can feel them fizzing mm, in my mouth. That's no. good. That's <laughs> good. My fillings are gone now. Um, All right. But yeah, that was—I don't know—I I laughed at it because that's I was a like, great. I—it's funny because when you said, it, I was like, "Oh, I'm—I I'm, wonder what this is." But I was expecting something mundane, not 
the son of Little Caesars. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah, I was like, what? I do not know how that one escaped me. I mean... But he I, looks like somebody. He looks like... Yeah. Those, an, an entitled douche? Yeah, exactly. Little Caesars. Yeah. Yeah. Now I just want to go into, like, Little Caesars, and I want to start quoting lines from from <laughs> Slumber Party Massacre, too. Like, I have a great story, Little Caesars I've, story, that I've had, I will tell you I've off had the podcast. Valerie. I've had enough of Valerie. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Dude, the, I know you can't see it, but like the head, the, the head bob was yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, that's like right. This, this fully channeled. Yeah, fully, fully channeled. My inner but, driller kidder. But we are doing top 10 90s horrors in quotations. Just letting y'all know. All right. We're, we're, we're going to jump into that. I can't do it because this the movie in question fell to the top of my list, so... Okay, so, well, I mean, I'll bring this up because it, the, my first choice was Tremors, which is one of my favorite movies ever. Yes. Movie. But according to Tank, he who holds some sort of bitterness in his heart and will <laughs> always try to... Uh, really quick, shout out to Janie, who, who recanted her, sto- her, her accusation that said They Live wasn't a horror movie and said, you know what, I changed my mind, James is wrong, you're right, Pink. That's what? absolutely insane. There's, there's, <laughs> you're a crazy person. But see, that's the thing is, they live features nothing like there. There are aliens using mind control, <laughs> which is as th- those two things together are about sci-fi as it gets. But Tremors. When you, but when you Google, when you Google I don't Tremors, give a f- sci-fi slash action. Okay. Anyway, I will. I will say this bunch. Way more death. Giant monster. It's okay. So. As I proved to Tank, first off, if you take the poster alone, the original poster is literally an homage to Jaws, which is a horror movie. Two, it features man, like homegrown monsters that have no sort of, I mean, at least not in the original. I know, like, they start to explain them in, like, the third and fourth they Tremors. I don't give a shit. In the whole nine years. Kevin Bacon. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> taking Tremors, like, the whole, oh, the first, like, 30 minutes, they're like, it's like, at night, they're hunting and killing these old people. That scene when they pull the car on the ground. Oh, yeah. They were fucking yeah. scary looking. Like, but anyway, the guy they ran up the flagpole. Yep. Oh, plus that movie right. just so goddamn lovable. That's right. Old Earl, dude. It's got. It, it literally. It's. Huh? I just rewatched it. Ironically, I just rewatched it a few days ago. It has the greatest fuck you in film history when Kevin Bacon is like fuck you. <laughs> it's the That's greatest. Like- Fuck you! So it's the best delivered yeah. fuck you in so cinema you know history. Why he said it like that, right? Oh God, why? Uh, it was so he could keep that PG thirteen on there, and so the way he said it like that, that way they couldn't. He it was le- legitimately a fuck you to Hollywood. Oh, that's great. So the way he said yeah. that's how you get away with it because he's not really saying fuck. He's like bye. Fuck that's you. right. But it's so that's good. That's I'm glad that's, that's, that's a great yeah. tidbit. Yeah. yeah, I actually had it written down. Tammy and uh, Tammy Lynn Baxter. And then the <laughs> the uh, other tidbit that I had, um, there were it wasn't after Jaws, it was after penises. Uh, they were modeled, <laughs> but they, they were two the monsters. Fa- they were too phallic. The goboids were too phallus. You're not. I'm saying the posters. And they had I, to draw it back. I thought they looked like giant shits when you looked at the. <laughs> Do they actually down? They had yeah. to like bring it back. They're really cool though, monsters. Yeah. I mean, like <laughs> I love them. They're they're my favorite. But so I replaced that because you oh. brought it up, and I was like, okay, well, if Mr. Baby wants to have you art on it, I'll I'll play, I'll play your we'll, silly little game. We'll play we'll play this game. Even though it's literally um, an homage to '50s monster well, movies. Well, I I just want to channel Kevin Bacon when I say I didn't take it off my list. I kept it on my top list. So fuck you. <laughs> you sounded more like the grandpa in uh, House of a Thousand Corpses right there. 
that's all right. Yeah. Um, but so I replaced it. So I actually replaced it with the movie Hardware, which I actually went back and forth between a Richard, like Richard Stanley. I went back and forth between two Richard Stanley movies, like Hardware, which was his first movie, which is. Uh, which I'll get to in a second, in this movie, Dust Devil, mm-hmm. um, which both have, like, they almost feel like they're, like, brother-sister movies, um, kind of post-apocalyptic-y. It, anyways, I won't, Dust Devil's a great, crazy movie. It's actually, just like Hardware, it was, like, had to be really, really edited because it was so violent. Um, but we'll talk about Hardware real quick. Basically, you have Dylan McDermott plays, so it's, like, sort of, like, first of all, you guys know who Richard Stanley is? He yeah. was, if you've seen the documentary um, Lost Souls, uh, about he tried to make um, Island of Dr. Moreau, and it's one of the greatest documentaries ever. If you want to see somebody like having the worst time uh, trying to make a movie with an insane cast and a an, an fucking batshit insane um, Marlon Brando, bat, batshit insane Marlon Brando, and a batshit insane um, uh, I'll be a Huckleberry, um, handsome man. That God, that's funny too because Val Kilmer, Val Kilmer. Um, uh, so, anyways, Batman. yeah, but um, <laughs> it's funny though because I always use an analogy. Young Marlon Brando was the most handsome, sexiest man who's ever lived. Old Marlon Brando was human mashed potatoes. <laughs> Young uh, uh, Val, Val Kilmer, super handsome, ice man, sexiest shit. It's great now. Take it back. Oh uh, no, no, he looks like because he plumped off for a little bit because he got he had can't. You making fun of a man with cancer? I don't know, man. He looked like yeah, somehow if a mannequin got fat, like <laughs> if that's physically possible, <laughs> oh, oh, if you sorry. could force feed a mannequin to get sorry, bloated, Val Kilmer. he looked like a bloated mannequin. But anyways, I like him in that movie, Real Geniuses. Oh, Real Geniuses, great. My favorite yeah. movie. Anyways, so let's get back on track. We'll try to uh, keep this under at least ninety fine. minutes. Hardware is this like sci- sci- it's basically a sci-fi film. It was. Um, Basically, they actually stole this story from a 2080, like this British comic story called Shock. But basically, this guy finds like it's post-apocalyptic. He's like like the scavenger um, dude, and he finds like this skull, this robot. It's a robot head, but look, kind of has a reminiscence of a skull. He gives it to his girlfriend, who's like this artist. Um, she tries to make this art out of it, and it, basically, it reforms his body and bit goes on a killing spree. Uh, it, fun fact, they actually had to cut out like 25 minutes, I think, of violence to get it to not get an X rating. It was so violent. Wow. wow. Um, but it's like, super, it's, it's weird. Like, there's just like this pervert factor in this movie. This guy, like, it's a crazy movie. It's like, Richard Stanley definitely had his own thing going on. I mean, first of all, it's got Iggy Pop is in it as like the voices radio <laughs> DJ, Lemmy Iggy is Pop. in it. Oh, yeah. Um, so right, I'm liking it already. And there, there's like uh, the soundtrack. You'll love this because is it? It's no. It's Ministry is on the soundtrack. Is it Ministry or Skin Penny? Skinny Puppy. I think it's Ministry. Anyways, both so good. Yeah. So anyways, it's great. It's but very early '90s industrial kind yeah. of like vibe. But it's a great movie. Very violent. Basically, like it's kind of like you know people are like oh it's a Terminator because it was a cyborg and stuff. But or like an, like this big robot. But it's this cool design where like it's this massive like scary robot. But like, the the skeletal like sort of rubber head has been painted like the american flag and so it's very like like it's very strong image it's a great movie definitely check out also you know richard stanley like give him a shot his second movie dust devil is also really good um very bizarre but like you know it has this weird sort of sepia tone to it um very violent weird story but it's 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 good stuff it sounds like a lot or reminds me a lot it was a movie that almost landed on my list it's not a great movie, but I, I really appreciate it. 
uh, virus with Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, we were talking. I was going to yeah. talk about that. Yeah, it, it was good. Uh, <laughs> best part is uh, the half man, half cyborg Donner's, Donald Sutherland uh, with the Russian summary Captain Torso with the tattoos on it. I don't know. <laughs> it's the most batshit crazy thing I've ever seen in my whole life. And uh, I need to own that. I don't it's, own it's that. It's great. Um, I just watched it like a month ago, and I was like. How did I forget about you, Virus? <laughs> a good, a good-looking Jamie Lee Curtis. Not that Jamie Lee Curtis is bad, but like, no, in, in her in her heyday. Um, no, I mean even in uh, True True Lies. Whew. Yeah. Oh yeah. That sequence. Good old Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. She's very weird looking. Like she's very unique looking. Has a, like a long face. Yeah. It's still weird to me that that she's she's, she's oh. married to Christopher Guest. Yeah, that it's is the weirdest combination. But I mean, yeah. it works. But. But that's like that's like uh, Kevin Klein being married to Phoebe Cates. I always find that weird too. Yeah, but Kevin Klein was good looking. Um, I don't Kevin know if... Klein made Wild Wild West. All right. Yeah, but I feel I feel like he would be like he. <laughs> that's a defense. Wiki wiki wow wow. I feel like that's like uh like. But I feel like I always imagined Phoebe Cates for Fast Times at Ridgemont High, and I feel like uh that he would be like the teacher in that movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Kevin Klein's a good actor. Yeah. So my number ten. Uh, is, is the uh, Stuart Gordon movie Castle Freak? You know, how we said like we edited it. That was on my list before I gave him uh, like my first three lists. Yeah, but I took it off because I was saving it for something else. But yeah, it's yeah, yeah. I like that movie. Um, yeah, Jeffrey Combs, Barbara Crampton. <laughs> uh, I just thought the castle. I I just thought the 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 freak itself was like so fucking creepy looking. Yeah. Very like, realistic. Uh, yeah, realistic uh, with like the uh, kind of like the covering over its face. Very reminded me a lot of the Elephant Man. You know, the style. covering to me always looked kind of like a dirty pair of underwear with a hole in it. But <laughs> it, 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 yeah. it probably was. But yeah, I mean, he lived in the basement. He lived in but the even the, the makeup and stuff. I actually had that yeah. toy, the Full Moon's, the Castle Freak action figure for yeah. a long time. Yeah. If for a full moon movie and a Stuart Gordon movie, it wasn't as crazy as I thought it was going to be. Exactly. Um, it's it's actually pretty subdued. It's like almost like a like, gothic horror. Yeah, it is. I uh, filmed in a real Italian castle, too, mm-hmm. which I loved about it. Um, <laughs> the most fucked up scene, that whole thing, that always gets me every time. It's the only thing I think of when I think of Castle Freak. <laughs> it's the scene where the cat's trying to escape through the doggy door, and then the Castle Freak grabs it. It's like, pull <laughs> <laughs> back in. I'm like, oh, poor kitty. Yeah, that's, um, I, that always will get me. But yeah, I mean, but not bad for, I, again, you think of Stuart Gordon, you think of Reanimator. And, Plus the name and, is Castle Freak. So yeah. it sounds like it's like this like almost funny, like Castle Freak. Yeah. But it's actually like... It's really actually not that bad. It's pretty well done. Yeah, it's the, the act, like, especially for, like I said, um, the acting is really subdued compared to other Stuart Gordon films. and. Yeah. Um, the I think I think it was Richard Brand, Brand, Richard Band who did the soundtrack. I really like the soundtrack too, uh, but it's like yeah, it's like an actual like it's almost more like Full Moon trying to do like a Hammer movie, yeah, where it's very gothic, atmospheric. But it's yeah, it's subdued. It's it's yeah. it's a good movie. That's why I said it was. Yeah. I, I my reason I was going to put on save it for a like another one of the underrated or misunderstood. I was thinking of like. Because I think it's one of the most misunderstood horror movies of all time. Because people hear the name and they see the poster and they oh, it's Full Moon. This must be like the yeah. Ginger Dead Man. Yeah, but it's that, not. That, that's exactly it. And I think that was my my perception when I originally like watched it uh, when I was growing up. Was like this is you know you're so used to the Full Moon pictures and they're always you know they're either hit or miss. And then you think Stuart Gordon again. You think of the Reanimator. Think Beyond. I mean, he's just. You know, I mean, Jeffrey Coombs, he's always, you know, he's 
fucked up. Yep. Um, so you think all these things, and then you watch it, and you're like, ah, it's actually really, to your point, it's very gothic horror-like. Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love the setting. It's it's in a great, creepy atmosphere, and the freak is great. So well, that's def definitely worth a watch, in my opinion. When it really took advantage because of Full Moon having their studios in Europe, I think actually in in, in Italy, um, like that and the Blood Species movies oh, yeah, or Subspecies yeah. movies, um, they really did take were able to take to their advantage. A lot of amazing locales and, and filming locations that like American productions didn't have, so they felt more international, felt more continental, and like higher budget because they had some really great like actual like castles and stuff. So, yeah, it's one of those movies I would definitely like. Every time I would watch it, I would like walk away and be like, man, that's it's a goddamn, yeah. that's a good movie. It's like yeah, it's a good movie. It's like you know, it's it you know, it's again, it takes a little while to sort of really kind of get going. Um, it, it's a slow build. It's a slow build, but even like when you see. It's a good movie. It's yeah. a good movie. Yeah. That's what we're saying is, is watch it. Definitely watch it. But yeah, it was on, it was, I edited it out for another movie that actually will come up soon. All right. What'd you get for your number, your number nine? My number nine is Audition. So let me tell you a little story about this movie. <laughs> so I actually found out about this movie. So I used to go, I went to, fun fact, I went to, from 11 to 36 how many is that? Oh, yeah, it's like almost, or no, to 35. So I went to 24 straight Comic Con, San Diego Comic Cons without missing one since I was 11 years old. But there used to be this company there called Tai Sing, and they sold only like kung fu action films and, and like Chinese, and sometimes like Korean and Japanese, but mainly Chinese like action films and like horror movies, like Bride with the White Hair, which is a great movie. Um, but I was only like, I don't know how old I was, like 17 or 18. Um, when I really started talking to the guy who owned the company. But I would go there every year and buy a bunch of a handful of kung fu movies. But one year I was there, and I think I was wearing like an Evil Dead 2 shirt, and I actually started talking to the guy who owned Tai Sing about horror movies. And this was when Japan had like really started to, to, to start their like Jap their, the Japanese horror craze or whatever. But he's like, do you know who Takashimike is? And I was like, I think I've heard that name. He's like, you know, he gave me some movies, Ichi the Killer. I was like, okay, cool. He's like, you have to I see... Love, I love Ichi the Killer. Yeah, Ichi the Killer, yeah. which is one of the craziest movies ever. But he named all these movies I'd heard of, but he's like, you need to see the movie Edition. He's like, I'm not going to tell you anything about it. He's like, you need to go and buy it. So I ended up finding it, a cheap copy of it on DVD, and I watched it. And I had no context of what the movie was. That's awesome. And for the first 45 minutes, if you've seen the movie, have you seen... Nah. The first 45 minutes, it's like this romantic melodrama, this very, like, quiet character study about this lonely guy and he's basically like um it was his best friend it's basically he's like hey we'll we'll lie and tell people that you're a producer a movie producer and we'll and we'll uh uh basically audition these actresses and like you maybe build some chemistry with it. basically you're lying to these women saying we're gonna make a movie just so he can meet pretty young yeah. women well he meets this girl and if the movie's just one thing for the first like 30 40 minutes then this phone call happens and I remember being like watching it and being the sequence happens, which I, I mean, if you haven't seen it, the girls on the phone, it's even the, the filming of it's shot, but you see like there's this, this weird bag behind this girl where she's talking to him and all of a sudden the bag starts moving while she's on the phone. And I remember I've never been, I have never been so out of the blue creeped out because I had no idea what this movie was. Yeah. Um, and it was like I said, the mo movie lulls you into the being like this one thing and then but by the last 15 minutes of that movie, I was mind-fucked. 
Like, the only thing I can compare it to is, like, the end of Old Boy. I knew you were going to say that! Yeah. <laughs> but it was where I was so, like... I was going to say, if you didn't say it, I was like, mm. it's going to be Old Boy. Maybe. Old Boy, Martyrs, those few oh films were, like, oh, after you finish watching it, you're, you're like, like, fuck! What the fuck? Like, like, it's like the ending of Notting Hill. Yeah, <laughs> like, ah! Exactly like that. Hermetic comedies. Yeah, I think it's one of the greatest... Yeah. I actually think it's one of the... I would say in the top 100 horror films of all time. Oh, wow. I think it has right. a spot in the top 25. I, I'm going to watch it, and, and I will say, like, most of your recommendations are usually on point. So I think, I remember when this movie came out, I think my issue with this at the time, and we talked about this last time, is, like, this was the era of, like, angry Asian ghost girls. Yeah. That grudge, the ring. I was, like, Shutter. honestly, I was, like, yeah, Shudder. Uh, I think obviously it's not an Americanized version, which obviously gives it street cred right away. Um, I was burned out at that point of like um, Asian horror folklore. Yeah. Well, this um, is this is but, this is all, but, they're all human beings. But if it's uh, if it's anything even closely to Ichi the Killer, like I'll have to check. I'll it tell out you. So if, for our fans out there, if you're listening, if you like like real like believable violence and gore. Or like, oh, dude, there's... Just watch it. I can't say enough about this movie. Uh, I think it's actually probably Takai Shimike's, like, greatest... I don't know. There's a, he's a... I'm going to watch it, and then we record next week. I'm going to tell you what I think about Sounds it. Sounds good. Me I like too. it. I'll do that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> my, mine is... My number nine is not nearly as high, bro. Is that <laughs> one? My number nine is Ghost of the Machine. Mm. Um. So this came out. Um, oh, we talked this before. I was. Yeah. I'm always like, Ghost yeah. in the Shell. No, Ghost in the Machine. I remember the movie. So yes, a people get really confused by that because they're like, uh, anime. No, yeah, um, it's not. This, I think, what I loved about this movie is it came. My favorite computer movie of all time ever is Hackers. It's like my all-time favorite computer movie. That's what I got me into computers. Yeah, hackers. I literally into. Uh, Angel Jolie Jolie. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And that side boob. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Um, and that Gia. Yeah. Jolly Lee Miller was awesome. Yep. Um, you know, oh, I, I, Matthew, Matt, Matt, Matt Lillard. Matt yeah. Um, That's his best movie. I don't care. I yeah. Mean, yeah and, uh, and Ronaldo, uh, who's uh, played the, the Phantom Freak. Oh, Phantom yeah. Freak. Um, also uh, was in Con Air. <laughs> as oh, well. Oh, that's what he was. Um, and the, the, the yeah. black guy, Nikon. Yeah. He was in The Crow. Yep. He's the guy that yeah. was yeah. Halloween uh, into uh, money. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Lord Lord Nikon. But uh yeah, I mean essentially this had Karen Allen in it. Um yeah, I mean the kids were exactly what you expect. Like little white kids trying to be rappers. <laughs> like but this kid's like a he's like a computer hacker and uh the serial killer, the address book killer. Uh, was basically like steals people's address books and then kills everybody in the in the book, um, and he happens to like crash on his way to murdering Karen Allen, never gets to it, and obviously, as you would expect, a freak accident occurs when he's at the MRI machine after crashing at the hospital, and he somehow gets transported into the electricity, not as not as uh, sophisticated as like Shocker, Shocker. <laughs> um, which was almost on my list, but I was like, eh, like. We talked about uh, that's it. okay. We talked about it, but I think it's just a really fun movie, and it has some it has some pretty great kills in it. Um, there's this whole scene where this guy uh, Karen Allen's boyfriend works at like a motor testing plant, so he tests like crash test dummies. 
He totally thinks the guy's gonna get killed by like crash test dummy, and then he goes in the bathroom to like dry his hands after like nearly getting killed, and the uh, like electric hand dryer like blows flames up in his face and lights him on fire. And I'm like, it's fucking say- awesome. Like, there's another scene where he turns the uh, this guy's uh, Karen Allen's boss turns his whole kitchen into a microwave by like overheating the microwave. So it basically like melts him from the inside out. There's just some pretty pretty fun stuff in there. Um, Overall, it's just a pretty fun movie, um, and it's very typical of like early '90s um, teen horror uh, because the kid is just an obnoxious. I guess you know, like the term back in the '90s would be like a, a wigger, you know, like yeah. um, I don't know that's PC anymore, but but it's been the '90s. But yeah, he was just a little, he was a little gangster rapper, um, yeah. and he was such a dork. It was just a little shit. That was um, the worst thing about the '90s. But yeah. like, and now it's. I mean, I he probably seen... he probably wore Jankos. Oh, I, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, uh, Do you remember the movie uh, "Can't Hardly Wait"? Yes. Yeah, it's perfect. Like Seth Green. I, mean, I love that movie. But Seth Green is like, yeah. it was so perfect for that time with his and his friend with like the visor. Uh, but, yeah. But it was great, and that movie's and great. You guys like that? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred yeah. yeah. percent. Those are the dudes you'd see at the mall. Uh, but yeah, fun movie, and it's it's one I think of all time when I think of like '90s horror. Well, dang! I think I think I did see it maybe when it was new, but I I, I did not retain it. But I, I need to watch. That's it. worth a rewatch. I think it's fun. Plus, it just shows you how shitty technology was in the nineties, right? So, remember Lawnmower Man? That's why I was like, oh like I, I saw the yes. Lawnmower Man in the theater, and yeah, yeah. Jeff Fahey. But God, that you, those special effects now are like you on. Know, you know what's worse than the Lawnmower special effects? The Super Nintendo Lawnmower Man special effects. <laughs> <laughs> they made a video game. Yep. Oh. Fucking shits. That movie has like at least one sequel too. I think there's multiple, yeah. but yeah. either way. There was a reboot talk or there was a reboot? Job. Yeah. yeah. What's, anyway. what's your number eight, dude? So my number eight is, I don't know why this movie isn't more popular, especially considering who did it, but is the movie The Resurrected. Uh, written and directed by Dan O'Bannon, based off of a Lovecraft story. Star, I mean... Chris Rand, uh, Jeff Fahey, I can't, not Jeff Fahey, Jeff, I don't know, some dude from Platoon is the, ma- the main lean, but it's basically, it's Chris Randon is basically playing this guy who was like a wizard, and um, like a, like a, um, basically the sorcerer who, sorcerer who found the key to coming back from the dead, but the movie opens up and you see this horrific, violent murder scene in like this psychiatric hospital and then you see this like detective and he's sort of like investigating it what ends up happening is like this woman comes to him and says hey like my husband played by chris sarandon is acting super weird and basically you end up finding out is like chris sarandon uh is like the long 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 distant relative i think of this old sorcerer and they look identical but that the the this old sorcerer basically uh ran himself into Chris Sarandon, this other guy's body. But so Chris Sarandon actually plays two roles in it. Uh, fucking, I mean, he's Chris Sarandon. I mean, he's like, you know, like, nth degree Chris, uh, or, uh, Chris Sarandon in this. Like, just big, like, very, like, I mean, almost like, not over-the-top acting, but very, like, intense acting, especially when he's playing the evil guy. Um, but it's based off of a uh, Lovecraft story. Um, one of the more, like, kind of serious like especially for that by that point one of the more like kind of like actually like you know not over the top or overly goofy you know uh Stuart Gordon blah blah yeah. blah uh, takes on on Lovecraft 
But um, movie's just really good, man. Like, uh, the, all the actors are great. The sequences are great. The special effects are what's in there are really great. In fact, all of the reanimating sequences in it, um, you see, like, like when the like the bones sort of reform, and it's just really impressive, especially for the time. Um, uh, the whole cast from like everybody in the cast is really good. It's got a really cool like, little twist ending. I won't ruin it for you. Um, not a twist ending, but a really cool little ending. Uh, but it's just a movie that like Daniel ba- Daniel Bannon, Mister Alien, Mister. I mean, one of the you know, uh, you know, it's Daniel Bannon, yeah. Return of the Living Dead. Like, yeah. um, you know, like the fact that he wrote and directed it gets doesn't get a lot of attention. Chris Randon is amazing in it. I think I think Daniel Bannon is underrated, anyways. Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, he would go in the uh, if we talked about underrated Rated. filmmakers, he yeah. would fall in that category as well. But he was I'm, actually when I proposed that idea to you that he was literally that guy. Yeah, the guy got shit for credit. And him he and was, Tom he Holland, was, he was great. Yeah, Tim, yeah, definitely, definitely Tom Holland yep. uh, as well. He, he's awesome. As a matter of fact, I I follow him on uh, Facebook and Twitter, and there was just something they had like a reunion picture of like Fright Night the other. I know. Day. Yeah. And I, I post on there. I'm like, hey, we just talked about you in our podcast like the other day. Like, oh, good. Yeah, keep up the great work. I love um, it. Yeah, Tom Holland's awesome. I always, pa- I used to pass him by like at Monster Palooza and these horror conventions, and he'd just be there. He has this thing called Tom Holland's Time Capsule. No, what is it? Or, uh, Tom Ter- Holland's Terror Time. Terror Time. Yeah. And like he'd just be sitting there, nobody paying attention to him. So like I, every time I'd be like, "Hi, Mr. Holland, I'm a big fan." Like I just felt like I had to say something because yeah. nobody was paying attention to him. Yeah. Like a, it's Tom fucking Holland. I know. People. Not the Spider-Man guy. Anyways. Yeah, yeah, not Tom Holland. Yeah, not that one. Even yeah. though I like that kid too. Yeah, he's alright. He's but, a good kid. But anyways, but yeah, so it's a great movie. It's weirdly, really like underappreciated and un- not that well known. But it's like if you watch it, you're like, it's a solid flick. Yeah. Like good acting, like from everybody involved. Um, nice. Yeah, it's good flick. Like I said, there's some cool little like scenes. Anyways, yes. So <laughs> my, my my number eight oh, is uh, I I got. Apparently, a Kevin Bacon theme going on here today is uh, Stir of Echoes. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah. That's such a, to me, it's such a great movie. Is that the one movie. that you were going to ask me if it was a horror movie? No, actually, I have, there's two more that I have that are, like, I think, uh, I guess how you classify them depends, but. Uh, yeah, because I would, I wouldn't, I would, my first instance would be called Stir of Echoes more of a thriller. Super, thriller, supernatural. Supernatural thriller. Yeah. But fuck it, it's a great movie. Yeah. It's creepy. It's super creepy. Um, yeah, I just... And, and God, I love that movie. There's I, a, re- or a sequel, too. But. Yeah. I, I don't know. I didn't... The Rob Lowe... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Kevin Bacon back, please. Um, yeah, I thought the kid I thought the kid in that movie who played Kevin Bacon's son was, like, adorably weird. Um, yeah, Kevin Bacon's wife, um, who... I'm trying to think. She was in... Uh, what was it called? Like, Law & Order... Um, Criminal Intent, uh, Catherine Erba. Um, was For great. some reason in my head, I thought it was actually Robin Wright Penn, but no. Very, they look a lot. I think it's a hairstyle. And because they, um, Kevin Wright, or yeah. Kevin Penn, or Kevin Bacon yeah. and, and her have been in mo- other movies yeah. before. But but yeah, I mean, I, I just love this movie. Um, great soundtrack. Got that great, uh, Paint It Black. Paint It Black was the uh, greatest. By the Stones. One of my favorite Stones songs. One of my, um, real, I have to put this in, because this is, People always say like, "Oh, the Beatles, the Beatles," and I like the Beatles. Who doesn't? Um, um, but like, "Oh, the the Beatles were so ahead of their time." And I had a great friend, Ben Adams. Ben Adams, if you're listening to this, thumbs up to you. He always said this great quote. I'll always remember, which is like, "When Beatles were doing Sergeant Pepper's, uh, no, Strawberry Fields, 
Rolling Stones released Paint It Black, which to you sounds like a more, like, like Paint It Black sounds like it could have been released today. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. Been, yeah, game changer. Yeah, so. Yeah. And you don't anyways. see anybody doing, uh, and I'll say this much, you don't see anybody redoing Strawberry Fields, mm -hmm. but I, there's been like 10 yeah. versions and of Paint It Black is one of my, actually one of my favorite. Yeah. 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 yeah, great. But I just, in, what I love really about it, and I, I agree with you, it can be like supernatural suspense, but um, I just love Kevin Bacon's kind of like descent into craziness. He that, plays plays crazy so well yep um but in this case like he was a good guy yep and you don't think he's a good guy like you feel it's very much in the vein of like amityville yep. in a sense where he's just gonna like go fucking kill everybody um but he is he's just trying to solve this mystery um i just love to see he's tearing up his own floorboards like tearing it up and um it was great and i, I loved a little like twist at the end too uh yep. regarding his neighbor mm -hmm. i don't know just a really solid movie and, and it, it was one that i Actually, thoroughly, I think the girl in there, it's a young Jennifer Goodwin, um, really kind of creeped the shit out of me. Um, <laughs> as well, she made a really creepy ghost girl. Yep. So, And it's one of the things where it's like, that movie is so hinged on the lead performance. Because Kevin Bacon, while you think he's losing his mind, you want to root for him so much because he had, like his humanity is so prevalent. Like, yeah. Definitely... I love that movie. I feel it's like really, really underrated. There's a movie I'm thinking, I'm blanking on the title, but it actually has uh, a young Matthew McConaughey. Oh God, what is it? Damn it, I'm going to come back. There's a movie with like a young Matthew McConaughey. It's like a miss dark, miss, it's, I'll come back to you, but it's like a, a twist ending. Yeah. It's not the gift, is it? No, I love the gift though. Is he in the gift? Yeah. No, I just, no, but it's it, funny that you it say that. Southern, it's like Southern Louisiana, though. Yeah, and that's, and that's just funny because I was just thinking of the gift too. Literally, when I was saying that, that's another great movie. But yeah, great, great choice. I love that movie. What's what's your uh, what's your number seven? Um, my number seven, if I'm number, yeah. So my number seven is a movie I saw in the theater and I personally loved. Uh, it was uh, Clive Barker's Sword of Illusion. Oh, hot damn! That's a good movie. I, I didn't think about that one, but that's that is a good one. I love, um, like. There's a, to me, Clive Barker, the writings of Clive Barker have a very specific feeling. Um, this weird, like, sort of, like, psychosensuality and this sort of, like, they definitely have their own vibe. And I don't think, like, he, I, I would go so far as to say as, like, most adaptations of his work, uh, even Hellraiser didn't always capture to me what the, his writings felt like. To me, I think Lord of Illusions do. They capture the, what reading a Clive Barker novel feels like. Um... I love the opening sequence when they go to that cult. Oh, it's so fucking creepy. Yeah. Um, and then the, the actor who was, I think he was from Law and Order? Uh, uh, yeah, it was Scott, Scott Bakula. No, well, no, I'm saying the villain, the guy oh. who plays the cult leader. Um, he's been in a million things, I'm blanking. But yeah, so and Scott Bakula plays Harry Stone? Guy, I should have yeah, looked this up. Uh, Harry Diamore. Harry Diamore, yeah, who's like the star of a, lot, a few of his novels. But it's just a great, like, I was a, when I was a kid, I was obsessed with the Magic Castle in L.A. There's a whole sequence in the Magic Castle, um, taking the idea of like stage magician, like the art of like stage magic with like real magic, and like this whole this whole like secret cabal of real magicians, and they hide it by pretending to be stage magicians, and the whole but this this like creepy old cult leader and who's come back to death, and like he is henchman in it. Uh, in the 90s, there was this thing called... In fact, it's, I've noticed it's big here in San Antonio. It was like the Caesar haircut. 
you remember Caesar? Where it's like, yeah, oh, it's, it's called the Marbach Mop Top. Exactly, Marbach. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what, son? Yeah. What? It's the ugliest hair, most unflattering it's haircut. The stupidest yeah. thing yeah. ever. And I see it, yeah. and I'm like, what? Yeah. The, why are you still? And you douche. Yeah, I just want to yell at him and be like, "At two douche." <laughs> I know. I literally want to carry around a pair of clippers and just like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're not fucking taking over Rome. Oh Grow it out. God. My yeah. niece's boyfriend has that haircut, and every time I see that motherfucker, I want to hit him in the fucking face. Yeah, him in the face with a fish's dick. <laughs> when he's 18. A fish's dick. Wow. Do fish have dicks? I don't is, know. But if they have one, hit him in the face. This is what happens when we record late at night. The 10 o'clock show is way different than the 3 o'clock show. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. We're talking about fish jakes and slap people around with Caesar haircuts. I like it. Anyways, in the movie, his henchmen... Ha- like was wearing like this vinyl thing and like he had the haircut no eyebrows and to me for whatever reason when I saw this movie when I was like 15 or 16 the no eyebrows thing would creep me out that's what I'm saying house. he just yeah. was the creep he was scarier than any like movie slasher this just seeing his weird eyebrowless face on screen it's, really kind of fucked me up like gangster Russian looking lengthy yeah. yes yeah it's like, it's like the guy with too many eyebrows from the old, uh, no country for old men then, oh yeah <laughs> but yeah and I think I love Scott Bakula in it I thought he was perfect for Harry Dimore like he was sort of like yeah. he to me he felt like which is like his like Clyde Barker's version of um, like Philip Marlowe or these like old film noir like dicks you know like these old private eyes but Harry Dimore deals specifically in the realm of sort of like supernatural or yeah. like but he just he was perfect in that role um I really felt like the movie deserved to be like I loved it. I went to the theater super excited, and everybody. I think the reviews that month when it came out were just tore apart and said it was weak, and it's kind of heartbroken. But I love it, and yeah. uh, I think like I think when Screen Factor released it, like I was shocked to see how many people were stoked about it. So I was like, oh good, this movie doesn't is it like has its fan base because I always felt like it deserved more respect. But truth, truth. All right, so my number seven, and I'd be surprised if it's not on your list, but. We'll see, because we're only halfway through, um, is Wishmaster. I didn't put it on my list. <sighs> Damn it. I, th- I thought for sure you may have, you might have put it on there. I don't know. I love um, the character of Wishmaster, yeah. but I did not put it on my list. That's okay. I I like this movie. I like any movie, honestly, like that that kind of has the false like pretense of like giving wishes and having them not be really like the the true thing. It, it very much like just reminds me a lot of like needful things yep. and uh, and I th- I think like even just the classic like monkey paw yep. like old old uh, tale of getting like three wishes that are not they never get what you intended, right? Um, and I think just the idea of the gin too. Um, I and again, I forget the actor's name, but he 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 brings so much like fun to that role. Uh, to the the gin, like he's even when he's like out of me. I don't know. He that guy is yeah. so over the top and so like. The three ninjas guy. Uh, yeah, it's Alex Alex oh. Devoff. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but it's got Robert England in it. Mm-hmm. It's got it's just got a good series of actors in it. They got, got worse got and worse as Kate, that film. It's got Kane Hodder and Tony Todd in it. So, I mean, it's got some horror staples in there. I always thought it was a fun movie. I remember renting it on DV, like VHS or DVD when it came out. And uh, I remember watching it with my dad, and we just—it was kind of like one of those like you didn't expect it to be great because I think it just—I think it came out directly to video, um, but it actually ended up being a pretty solid film. I, I agree with you. The the sequels are shit. Yeah, they got worse um, and worse and worse. But, but yeah, I think the wish—just the idea of a wish demon was kind of. I like. Fun. I like this design. Yeah. Like for my the first like um, that zine I do, uh, Dream Evil with the yeah. movie monsters and villains. He's in the first issue. I just I always thought he would look cool like. Uh, I always thought, like I said, I liked the first one. I, I think they thought he was going to be the next Freddy Krueger. You can even see how the way the portrayal of, of him is oh, like yeah. 
kind of inspired by it. But it's funny because I thought about it. I but I specifically took off like the Warlock franchise, uh, Wishmaster, um, the you know Subspeed, any like all those '90s um, uh, like um, Full Moon and, and stuff. Those big franchise ones, just because I felt like. Like, I'd have to go through, like, which is my favorite of the Wishmaster series, or which is my favorite of the Warlock. Yeah. Um, but they're all great. I grew up on those movies, but, uh, yeah. It's funny. I don't think I've seen... I think I've seen the first three, but I don't know if there's more than that. I don't know. And even if there was, it's probably like... Yeah, they got... Talk, yeah. It's probably like when we talked about ghoulies and they went to college. <laughs> it's probably just like... <laughs> I really want to see that fourth one, though. Like, it's, dude, they're so crazy. S&M ghoulies? Yeah, dude. Well, they're like... I saw a picture recently. They're like grown up. They literally like grown no, up. it's like it literally looks like garbage pail kids in the yeah. movie. Ghoul. They're like obviously like kids or dwarfs yeah. in these weird like Ghoulies, like, Ghoulies invested in IRA. They look it looks super silly, but <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> what's your what's your number six? <laughs> I just think of uh, AARP ghoulies. Um, <laughs> Uh, they open they open the envelope when you turn 55 and they come out they start telling you you're not going to be ready for retirement in time good times that should be a zine like, like, like an actual like a, like a one pager uh, Gr- comic or something Gr- grown up ghoulies <laughs> so my number six is uh, is it the miniseries now I almost didn't put it on because it is a miniseries and it's not a movie but it's been repackaged as you can, like you can buy it on VHS. Yeah, exactly. I will. I would agree. I would agree with you. Um, and I say that because we talked. We, yeah, we we talked about Psycho. Too. Yeah, we included that. Yeah, so, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So um, my thing is this. Uh, I do. I, do I need to put this on there? No. Does everybody know this fucking thing? Of course they do. One of the biggest, most successful re- relaunches in f- modern cinema history. I think people know it if you. If you're talking at a certain generation level, yeah. but I think when you talk about anybody nowadays, they just think of Bill Stalingrad as uh, as Penny, Pennywise the clown. Which and that's so that's yeah. a lie. I mean, first off, in the whole pantheon of horror, one of the ones that were held dearest to me because I'm such a huge, huge mark for the dude was the Tim Curry Pennywise in it. I think Tim Curry should have been. Every role. In fact, when it, he was up for the Joker, the Tim Burton uh, Joker role, I think oh he would have killed God. it. Yeah. Um, I mean, but he's just great. But this, I thought, yeah, it was so dear. I, I was a huge fan of the novel. Yes, it's way different than the novel. I mean, the goddamn novel's like everything is six thousand pages. It takes everything is though. I mean, six years to read the book. But yeah, exactly. And everything is. But I thought it was like it had such great. I thought for the time the special effects were great. Yeah. Pennywise himself was so fucking creepy. I I will even say to this day, I still think he's creepier than the. I I okay. Shout out to all of my my friends who listen to this podcast who are horror fucking snobs who hate on the remake. I thoroughly enjoy the remake. Yeah, me I too. thought it worked. But the thing is, like, he he didn't have to look scary in order to be scary. Well, that's a thing in the novel. Yeah. He's not supposed to be creepy. Yeah, he's supposed to be a fun looking. Old timey clown who gets kids to like. It's funny you say that. Do you know what he was referenced as? Like, you know, you know where they got the idea for the clown, Ronald fucking Ronald. Yeah, and And that makes sense. Bozo. Yeah, Yeah, because Ronald McDonald and Bozo creeped the shit out of me. So why not? Early. If you watch like the fifties, Ronald McDonald. Oh yeah, dude. Holy shit! Fuck that guy. Yeah. Stay out of my dreams. And that's the thing is to me. To me, it's (laughs) always that Bozo. When things are like almost like real, like. It's why dolls are so creepy that, and there's a whole theory about 
that whole thing. But um, to me, like, if you go, if it's, if you try to be scary, it's not scary. Yeah. If you're like just a little off, that to me is way creepier than like. Like, is he trying to the be... The jangly man, and I got... Yeah, like, he was yeah. like that yeah. raspy bar guy, yeah. you know, yeah. that has that funny mobster, old-school mob voice. Yeah. yeah. But no, I, I, mean, I, I, re I really like the... I, I totally agree with you. But, I mean, it was one of the things, like, that miniseries, that, that thing had probably more of an impact on me than, honestly, 95% of other pop culture things. Especially for, like, like 1990, like, that, like, the changeover from the 80s were, like... Culture took a little lull for a second. Yeah, and you had uh, you had what was it? Uh, the ladybugs dude on there and uh, yeah, uh, sidekicks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. yeah, rip. I forgot his name. You got a little Seth Green. John, Jonathan Brandis. Oh yeah, Seth. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, 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 Seth no, yeah. Plays Richie. Yeah, at first I was like, wait, I was thinking of Stand by Me. I'm like, yeah. did I say that wrong? Was there... No, you're oh, right, man. Shit. But yeah, yeah. That's but yeah, fun. you just watch that. Like I just think about the uh, the TV scene. Like when he's like, see you in the like, Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you! Yeah, like, dude, that was great. That's right. Baby yeah. Richie. You know, like yeah, I totally, I totally agree. I um, feel like it's one of those things that, like, I think now people do. I think like monsters know. I think people went back. Like younger people go back, but I, I do think that in the pop air conscious now, the new films have completely. When people will be like, oh yeah, I mean the 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 Meesters was fine, but it was a little stupid, but. Which heartbreaks my heart, but it just, I think it's one of the most important. I mean, it was so important they remade it into two of the biggest horror films of the sure. last 20 years. Yeah. So it had to be on my list. And it, again, for me personally, it was but one that, of the things. That, that, is, that is pulls true more to the miniseries and how good the miniseries yeah. was. Yeah. It yeah. elevated it. Yeah. If it was crap, they wouldn't have redone it. Exactly. Yeah. But fucking Tim yeah. Curry, you'll always, always. be yeah. always the boss. The best. All right. My number six is, is one that. I'm questioning whether you would feel it's a horror movie. Okay. It's Cube. Eh, sci-fi. It's it a horror movie. It could, it could fall into sci-fi. So that, I was on the cusp, but to me... I mean, I see. I've, I actually see it on the list of best horror movies of yeah. the 90s, so you're not, it's not, not a horror movie. So part of the reason, this was, to me, Saw, Escape Room, before those even existed. Oh, yeah. Like... To solve the puzzle, and it's in fucking space, yep. which is great. Like, what's creepier than being in space and then also having to solve your way out of a death cube? Yep. No less. <laughs> um, fuck Jigsaw, man. That's a bad that's, weekend. Like, yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, that is. What'd you do this week? Yeah, that, that, that's like when you have, you drink a fifth of Johnny Walker and take some peyote and you wake up like in a death already, cube. Everything like, you have to eat already comes out of like a little plastic thing you're yeah. like life already so you poop in your pants and that's right life already that's sucks right. in space that's right <laughs> that's you right. poop in your little spacesuits. you drink your pee you know what you got your poop pants <laughs> right. you got your you got you got the space shits <laughs> oh, exactly it that's also terrifying as well oh. um but yeah i thought this was for like what we consider like a lower budget movie or like an, at the time i mean you guess you consider like more of an independent movie um it was really well done. Um, I like the effects. Yeah. I like the scenes were good. Well directed. Um, yeah, well directed. Kills were good. Yeah. It was just a really like thought provoking movie from the nineties when you're surrounded by like a whole bunch of movies in the nineties that were like, you know, you're like, I know he did last summer and stuff, yeah. you know. So this was kind of a good one for me as like a little bit of change of pace. Um, so I really liked it. it was like, to me it's the it saw movie, but I was on the really on the fence of like, do you consider it sci fi? I mean, it's a sci-fi film, but it... Horror. 
But I, I think you can go in either direction. Yeah. I decided to throw it in the horror bucket today. Yeah, so. like I said, I've literally seen it listed yeah. as like be- in the like realm of best horror films of the yeah. '90s. So I would, yeah, I mean, it definitely has. So. Seen little yeah. horror. No, you haven't. <laughs> We're not, we just come back around on this Saw again. Looper. So Janie, okay, Looper. Janie, stop putting ideas in his head, okay? <laughs> oh All shoot, right. my thing is gonna. My phone's about to die, so I don't. I'm not gonna have my list. You uh, have. My, all right. What was your number five? Well, um, uh, my number five is is a movie that. I can't say enough about, but it's, I wouldn't, best is in quotations, but. Okay. Best the, to you. Is the movie Body Melt. Shit. Um, it is the, okay, so for those that haven't seen it, which is probably a fair amount of people, uh, it's an Australian film. So the. I've not the seen plot, this. The uh, plot. Wow, I don't even know if there really is too much of a plot. Um, um, so. Okay, so. Let me see what the movies it's sort of like first. So it's a weird, like, mission. So first of all, it's, it's early 90s, like 92, 93. I think it's 93. Australian movie. And it has that weird sort of, like, you know, New Zealand. Like, they have a weird, their own sort of weird outlook on things anyways. But it has a kind of, like, early Peter Jackson vibe. It has sort of a street trash vibe. It has a sort of um, society vibe. Pole plot is this hold this like little cul-de-sac and so you know, actually also feels kind of like early tim burton where like this like this homogenous almost like satirical take on like the suburbs but like this like little uh cul-de-sac in australia in this little australian community is basically without their knowledge they're being tested for this new drug that's supposed to basically enhance the human body make it more healthier uh more healthy it's more healthier that's not right make it healthier <laughs> um make it stronger whatever um, but it has three unintentional side effects. The first being hallucinations, mm. the second being like glandular issues, and the third, <laughs> body melts. Uh, I got the body melts. Dude, it's basically like... Uh, it's, it's, like a, the, it's like the meat sweats? Yeah, meat dude. Sweat. It's like the meat sweats times a billion. Um, it's like the meat sweats if uh, Cronenberg... Kind of, uh, <laughs> the meat sweats. Yeah, so like I mean, it's literally it's kind of an excuse. It's like a ninety-minute excuse for like practical effects, but it's so weird and over the top and like, it, like I said, it's 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 vibe is almost impossible to nail down. But it's so gross. When everything like there's like pustules, like a dude's boner explodes. <laughs> um, uh, exploding. The boners. dude gets a giant right. tongue. Um, you know what it reminds me of? I I haven't seen this movie. I really want to. But it rem- it kind of reminds me of uh, Dead Heat with uh, it is kind of like Treat Wilson yeah, and uh, Joe Pishman. Yeah, it's kind of like it's a lot like a lot of things. Like I said, definitely when I first watched it, it felt like a Street Trash. It has a bigger budget than Street Trash, but in the same fe- things, it's just over the top gross with a weird story. Because the story is like there's like these two competing, also just for the record. mad scientisty guys, and then there's like this fuck. Like, do you remember? Uh, um, uh, Mad Max, the original Mad Max. Yeah, the Knight Rider. The villain. Yeah. So he plays this dude. I don't know, like Pug. I think is his name. He's like, like the head of this like crazy hillbilly clan. It's a it's a bizarre movie, but it's one of those movies that like it, you have to see it to believe it. And it's like one of those things. It's like you. There was definitely not. There's not a lot of movies out there like it. And it's definitely one of those movies that like. I feel like it's a. It, you will remember the movie after you see it. Like, the special effects are over-the-top gross, but they're all practical effects, and they're pretty cool. Like, there's a, they do a lot of crazy shit in it. This dude's, like, like chest opens up, and all these, like, 
tendril. Like, I don't know if they're supposed to be veins. I don't know if they're supposed to be, like, they kind of, like, crawl into his mouth. It's, but the movie's fucking batshit. But anyways, it's definitely, like, the first time I saw it, I was, like, I, I think I saw it in, like, actually, I remember. I was actually in San Francisco at the Amoeba Records, and I think uh, in the U section, maybe it was Rasputin's. Either way. One of the kids that worked there put it, like, you know, like, Johnny's pick. And he's like, this movie's insane for fans of, you know, uh, uh, bad taste and all this stuff. That's and I was right. like, what? Fans of things that are batshit crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so I, like, I, I just literally bought, I think it was like six bucks, and I bought, uh, like, right. having never seen it, I was like, wow, this movie's bananas. And every then, now and then I might see somebody bring it up, but it's, yeah, it's, it's a batshit movie. Hope to check it out. Yeah. Also, if we do another 80s one, 80s part three, oh. I'm totally putting Dead Heat on there. I can't believe I forgot that. I like that movie. And it has Joe Piscopo. Joe Piscopo. That's such a fun name. Which is great. So, (laughs) so my number five (laughs) is Mimic. Mir Sorvino. Just for the record, we're looking at James's face for approval. That's right. (laughs) That's what we're doing. Look, I I think it's... I also haven't seen it since it was new, but it's... uh, it's, uh, Mir Sorvino. But it's... um, Bucks in the City. What? No, no, uh, the director, it's... uh, Oh, Joe Piscopo. Yeah, Joe, Joe Piscopo. No, that's right. no, it's uh, um, Guillermo del Toro, right? It was his first, like, after he did Kronos, I think? Uh, did he have anything to do with it? Or am I thinking of something else? I have all that information on my phone, but it's on airplane. Yes, there. yes. It's Guillermo del Toro. Yes. Yeah. I remember I saw it, like, I saw it on, like, video yeah. or whatever after it came out, and I was like, oh, it's good. Yeah, I mean, I, I find, you know, we live in Texas, and I fucking find cockroaches creepy anyways. So just New York City cockroaches in yeah. underground. Um, but I I just thought it was a creepy movie. Um, just this kind of new species of... It's like shot, like a lot of it's like shot in the but, dark, right? If I don't? Yeah. yeah like it's like super dark and hard to see. Yeah. It's just like a giant bug. Um, you know, they, they create this like cockroach to, um, to help humanity. And it escaped. And, you know, science gone bad. Is what it was. Um, but I just thought, it, to me, it was kind of a, a cool concept. Um, you know, genetically engineer bugs. Um, I love the fact that it, it can mimic a person. Yeah. Um, they, they thought, you know, at one point... Wait, is that like, where they get the name? Just kidding. Hey, that's so <laughs> original. Um, I yeah, get I, it. Yeah, I thought the, the, actors, the actors were good. Yeah. It had a young Josh Brolin in it. Yep. Um, well, younger. Younger, <laughs> youngish. Uh, Charles S. Dutton. Charles Dutton. Is a, yeah, a good dude, dude. He was like in every movie in the nineties, yeah. wasn't he? Even had a even had Norman Reedus in it. That's right. Pre Walking wow. Dead and right. Speed Up to Sunday, Boondock Saints. Oh god! <laughs> Sorry, just said that to James. It's funny really weird how Norman Reedus keeps pop. I, like I was rewatching Eternator, uh, and I was like, oh yeah, I forgot he was in this. Yeah. That dude's like fifty six. Norman Reedus is in. Oh yeah, eight millimeter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He plays like the scummy like yeah. ex boyfriend of the girl that gets killed. Oh, okay. oh, and you know who uh, who played the uh, the bug creature? Doug Jones. Oh, really? Yeah, I thought it was like pretty much all CGI. No, no, it was practical. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and Doug Jones, he, he's a great uh, great monster player. My Shape so shout out to Kayla if you're listening. My friend Kayla has the biggest crush on that dude. Um, I actually thought that dude was. Oh. Uh, Anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to comment. But he's like, and she's met him like a dozen times. And I'm, uh, she's like, oh, he's like, he's like super nice to her. But Shaping like, the water. That's what I'm saying. 
Right? I think oh, it's there you go. the water situation. She, yeah, she probably diddled the fiddle. <laughs> <laughs> well, shout out. Shout out. <laughs> if you did, Kayla, you know, it's cool. No judgment. I've done, <laughs> I've done weirder things. <laughs> I've done saying. weirder things for less. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. But yeah. All right. That was, that was my number five. That's cool. I'm going to actually rewatch that. It's funny because I, I was actually, I think I own Kronos, like a, some special edition of Kronos, and I don't even think I've watched it since I bought it. But those early um, Guillermo del Toro movies were great. Um, yeah, I, I like him anyway. Anything that has, um, uh, oh, dude, guys, my, my my brain cannot process names. Uh, Hellboy, uh, the Ron, Sons of Anarchy. I've been a fan. Ron, Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman. Anything that has Ron yeah. Perlman in it. Uh, like yeah. City of Lost Cho- Holy shit, how come I didn't... I wouldn't necessarily qualify it as horror, but like, I just thought that like, Dark City and City of Lost Children, holy shit, those movies are great. Anyways, um... What's your number four, my friend? I have to pull it up so I can tell you. Uh, <laughs> my number four is Jacob's Ladder. Holy was that, shit! Was that in the 90s? Yeah. I, it's, Shit, I don't know why I thought it was in the 80s, but no, you're right. No, it's like no, it's like midnight. It's like 93, 94. Right. Yeah. Um, holy shit, what a movie. Um, and somebody my people might say it's not horror, and they would be fucking rude. Uh, no, I'm gonna <laughs> they would, not say that word. They would be uh, so wrong. They would be morons. Like, it's <laughs> it is one of the most disturbing movies I've ever. I mean, when we talk about like psychological horror, to me that's always gonna be like when you when you like subvert reality and you make you que- like when you question your own sanity and stuff, that to me is way scarier than some like butcher going around like. But there's so many sequences in. First of all, it's just like an allegory for like Vietnam War and the horrors of war and you know blah blah blah. blah. You know, get all the metaphorical stuff. But just to take them as a film, um, you know, first off, Tim Robbins is a monster in that movie. He's just his performance is. I don't. He should have been nominated for an Oscar. Honestly, I don't know. Maybe was he? I actually saying that. He has one one. But he should have been. Um, but that movie just... That sequence in the club, when that... Um, I forget her name. She was a really hot actress. Um, uh, when they're, like, dancing in that club, and she's, like, you start to see, like, her lizard tail, and, like... Oh, yeah. Oh, God, that, that, oh, that movie's still... Just thinking about that movie fucks me up. It's just... Um, <laughs> like, I, like, it was one of those movies that, like, I can't believe I didn't have a panic attack the first time I saw it. Because it's just... Anything that, like, for me personally, I'm really affected by, like I said, things that make you question your own reality and make you question your sanity. And are you going insane? Is this person going insane? Like, um, where reality is sort of falling in on itself. But just, dude, and it's like the doctors with no eye. I mean, there's just so much beautiful. Yeah, the doctors with no eyes creep me out. Yeah, like, um, good stuff, man. Jacob's Life, you haven't seen it. It's a trip. It's a, like, very, like, yeah, great movie. Yeah, well worth the watch. Did you get a Jacob's Ladder before the movie? Are you about, is that a euphemism for a boner? <laughs> it's a piercing. Uh, what is, is it really? Yeah, so you got a Prince Albert, which is the head, and yeah. then Jacob's Ladder is for the shaft. Oh. Fun fact of the day. I did not know that. How did I not know that? Wow. I, mean, you know, I was involved um, in the no Bobby. You know. yeah. Well, but, thanks for but, knowing all about that. that sorry. Hey, you don't know about horror movies, but you know about dick piercings. That's the. Uh, that's oh, oh, a, how dare you. Yeah, that's, of course you that's, say that without the microphone. That's the biggest horror movie of all is is just the thought of getting uh, needles poked in your penis. I mean, you know, whatever teach their own. We're not going yeah. we're not going to men in motion today. <laughs> <laughs> so my number four, this is another one that I, I will 
It's subjective though. I, I think it can fall in the vein of horror is The Frighteners. I fucking love that movie. Yeah, it's that's such a great movie. Dude. Jeff, my body is a roadmap of pain. Dude, so <laughs> that, dude. Number one, I wanted to be Jeffrey Combs after that movie with his weird <laughs> Hitler haircut and like, <laughs> he won't. Folks, I just point out that uh, that James <laughs> thinks the Caesar haircut's douchey, but he's a-okay with the Hitler haircut. Rocking the Jeffrey Combs, the Jeffrey Combs like wet, yeah, Hitler comb over thing with his body. Branded. I thought he looked cool as shit, but body branded. He was bad, but he was just like a psychopath, and I love it. Was, was crazy. <laughs> also, I like the fact that he would uh, he would freak out every time a woman yells at him. Too, yeah, exactly. Which is like, <laughs> Oh, okay, all right. I, I feel you. There's a lot to unpack with that there's, character. You're sensitive. Um, yeah, I just thought that... I know there was a lot of comedy elements uh, involved in it, but just a whole storyline about uh, you know, Jake Busey's character... And, Creepy and his shit. girlfriend, who was like, yeah, Johnny um, was just trying to, to up the serial killer score. Um, I mean, the whole idea is of, like death coming and like carving things on people's foreheads and it was just I mean there was a whole lot of elements to it but I was like overall we were getting fucking massacred so uh, I mean here's the thing it is it's 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 a horror comedy I mean if that's I mean if Shaun of the Dead is a horror movie yeah. then this is a, yeah it is very fam. I mean I think if you put Michael Fox in it automatically it just becomes family yeah. friendly but dude, Back the movie's the great. I mean, I don't even give yeah. a shit what the distinction is. It's a fucking yeah. great. Yeah. I think it's. Yeah. I mean, I wish Peter Jackson yeah. would go back to that yeah. and stop making Hobbit movies. Yeah. Um, but you know. He, uh, hey, as he should. It was. <laughs> he was in. He was in his prime. I know, dude. But uh, yeah. Also, I think the creepiest thing. So in that sad, but movie also is uh is uh John Astor who plays the the sheriff. Dude. Who does the, the creepiest thing? He's like humping the mummy. He's like, yeah. I love it when they lie still. <laughs> like, dude. The, I'm all out of ectoplasm. Um, dude, I was yeah. actually, I was just actually um, one of the Instagram accounts I follow is just uh, they just do special effects and like yeah. they post and like you know that design is so cool and so memorable and like the way they did the jaw like yeah. the jawfall it's just goddamn that movie's so good it was good solid movie and again it's great to see Michael I almost said uh, 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 yeah Michael J Fox I almost yeah. said Michael Scott for some reason <laughs> uh, yeah it's good to, to see Michael J Fox sort of play too. against type. Playing yeah. kind of a scumbag. He's an asshole. Yeah. But, he, but he was. I mean, he yeah. was, but he was also from trauma. And yeah. Like, I mean, you don't find that out until later, Yeah, though. but it's a great movie. That fucking yeah. movie's so rad. So, you said Busey? Busey's son? Uh, yeah, Jake Busey. Busey. Yeah. yeah, so, quick shout-out to him on Mr. Robot on this final season. Oh. He, he, okay, no spoilers, but he has a short role in there. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Oh. Creepy. Super I like, creepy. I like him as an actor. He plays a creepy yeah. guy. Anyway. He's so weird, creepy. Yeah. He was. It's like... It's within the Busey name. It's though. like a body melt of his dad. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> he is. What's your number three, dude? So my number three is Nightbreed. God damn it. I almost put it on my list. I actually thought it was going to be. I was so close. Can, I we, actually... can we just make that shirt already? Yeah. Almost made my list. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Almost made... in, in all fairness, we change our list a fuck ton of times. Yeah. Yeah, James. Yeah, I well, actually told James this time I didn't change my list at all. I, this was one of the weirdest. Because I, I realized I'm like, it's like... Ten best of a decade. That's hard because like you want to narrow, narrow things the down. The nineties was in, in especially because I thought the when I thought I was like oh the nineties like that's why I thought the idea was because like that's it was why such we had a to do, barren that's why we had decade. To do the eighties twice. Yeah, this exactly. And I, I want I could do the eighties like three more times, and I'm still well, we probably will. But um, anyways, but but Nightbreed, and I don't even I'm not even talking the Cabal cut. I I mean just the original 
Nightbreed. Now, let me... I do have a backstory to this. Okay. Uh, it's a very important memory for me. Um, you know, my dad... I grew up... My dad was my hero. I mean, my dad... My dad passed away a few... Uh, seven years ago? Eight years ago? Um, but my dad was always my hero. My dad was... My dad worked his ass off. He worked six days a week. He worked 13-hour days. Like, he just... He was a... He's a beast. But we, I didn't get to spend a lot of time with my dad. So it was really rare uh, as I got older that I would like hang out with him one-on-one or we would go do something because he was always so busy and then he, he was sick for a while. But I remember the movie Nightbreed had, had come out and I really wanted to see it. And he's like, hey, let's go to the movies. What do you want to see? And I told him I want to see it, which, God bless my dad. He didn't want to see some... He didn't want to see Nightbreed. But we went to this theater in my hometown, which is no longer a theater now. I think it's like a Pilates place for rich white women. Um... But it was the <laughs> Rainbow Theater in Redlands, California. There was just this cute little... Oh, I, I, I wish it was still around. But it was on its last legs, and as the story will tell you. So we went to go see it. We went into... They only had two screens, and the one screen was like... It, it might as well have been a fucking... It might as well have been the Pussycat Theater. It might as well have been yeah. dudes in trench coats beating James, off. Yeah, I was going to say, James is making the hand motion. Like, Paul because it just felt... Yeah. Like, it was like, what? This... Anyways, but it's like, but, uh, but there's like, we went to go see it. There was literally, I think, like four people in the theater. Um, we went up to the balcony. They said, like, oh, the, the balcony's open. The balcony was literally two steps. <laughs> like, there's like, there's uh, four so rows here. You to see it in the mezzanine. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but um, I always thought that was funny. They would always they say, I think they said it, the people were there said it as a joke, but I maybe uh. didn't get it the first time. I was like, what? But. We're sitting there watching it, and it was raining outside, and we were literally getting rained on in the theater. There was holes in the roof. <laughs> so my dad is sitting there watching Nightbreed, which he already is like, what the fuck did you get take, what did you take <laughs> me to? But literally, like, we're getting drops of rain on us. But actually, we, we, ended, we like, left the theater, and I enjoyed it. We actually had a good conversation. I have held on to that memory as, like, one of my favorite memories of my whole life. Like, um, it's just one of those things that, like, you know... It was a good experience for me, and like it had a lot. Like, there's a lot of facets to that memory, but I loved. I ended up loving that. I mean, I loved it anyways. It was like I remember saying it's like the horror movie version of the X Men. Like, um, oh yeah, it was it was great. I loved all the characters. It's super funny too because one of the fondest memories with my dad, who has also since passed, uh, was him taking me to go see Hellraiser. um, When I was a kid, and making me cover my eyes during all the boob scenes, (laughs) and letting me watch uh, everybody get skinned alive. Yeah. Which was great. I love that. Uh, that like, he's like, don't watch that. Don't watch that. Okay. One's real, one's not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, those moments you hold on to. Thanks, Clyde Barker. You've given us Yeah, Clyde Barker. Yeah, they give us, us some, some good memories. But at the end of the day, like, I actually think, like, yes, it's way different than... It's actually not... People say it's super different than the story story Cabal. It's actually really not. It's just an edited version of it. Um, but, dude, to me, it was like, I love Pelequin. That character was so cool. Oh, yeah. In fact, that like I forget her name now, and I used to know most of the names, but um, I in fact I, um, uh, I think it was either Gorezone or Fangoria. They came out with a spe- Nightbreed special edition book that had all the characters, and but that por- porcupine lady, like she oh, caused yeah. some, you know, if Kayla, if you were diddling the fiddle to, uh, uh, <laughs> Doug Jones. to Doug Jones and <laughs> as Fishman sex, I did. I don't, I don't remember right. if I that's was. That's right. I never uh, know. That's right. Hold on. Porcupine lady was definitely. Gosh. Because I, I may feel a little prick. <laughs> we got to record at night from now on. <laughs> it's going in weird directions. Porky, porky. Actually, it's so funny that you talk about that, not to go, but tie into my number three, 
is returning a living dead number three, uh, which also sparked weird prepubescent. And uh, I we've had this discussion. With, yeah, with the uh, with the girl who played who was in that. Yeah. Um, best who, thing about that movie. Best thing about that movie was was when she gets to the point of being half zombie yeah she's like stabbing herself in the boob she's just like trying to keep herself yeah. like human so she yeah. feels something so she's piercing herself like like needles and broken yeah. glass i had to really think about this because really i was I was, I was really yeah i was really thinking to myself did i really like this movie for the movie or did i really like this movie for for the all all the innuendos and, and it's definitely in for it. the, the it, it ab- yeah. absolutely is yeah. though i thought the concept is really cool because yeah, i always I too because it was a more like military militarized like weaponized like trioxin yeah. facility and i was wondered like where that gas came from yeah. i was my greatest wish would that they would be uh a prequel to night of the living dead or return of the living dead that talked about the origins of the trioxin. Yeah. I was like, it's got to come from some fucking Nazi camp somewhere. Has to be right? Nazi. That's where all the terrible gases come from. It's from Nazis. Um, You're not wrong. <laughs> you know? Every movie, hey, where'd that gas come from? Oh, Nazis. Oh, yeah. shit. All right. Um, but yeah, I just even remember that I had a poster in my room and uh, it weirdly, weirdly fascinated. Climb my own Jacob's ladder. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it was great. I mean, I really thought like, again, up to that point, the movies have been so solid. This was, I direct a video, but I, everything after that was shit. But I, I really love this movie. So. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll probably never be able to make the distinction whether it was a great movie or, or, or just, the woman in it, but that's okay. I don't need to make that distinction. I don't have to defend myself to anybody. <laughs> What's your number two? I say we already got. To, yeah, I feel like I was yeah. just talking. Um, uh, my so my number two. I don't even need to look. Is Army of Darkness. <sighs> I mean, if you're talking movie. about the best horror movies in the nineties, I don't even know why I didn't put that on there. It's. But. I mean, come on, dude. Like, it's Army of Darkness. One of the most quotable films in history. It's yeah. got one of the most iconic film characters in history. Um, you know, we've talked about, is it even a horror movie compared to, like, Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2? You know, it's more of, like, a fantasy action film. But, dude, it's a, it's got, art, like, dude, like, let's get the hell out of here. Like, that movie's got every five minutes or something amazing happening in oh, the yeah. movie. It's going to be a soundbite. That's right. That's right. <laughs> little Nancy, little Nancy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, uh, yeah. But it's so good. It's, it's, I mean, and that's really where Ash became at. Because as, he was definitely, like, it was like horror version of Three Stooges and Evil Dead Two. Yeah. But this is really where he became Ash. Yeah. And he's like, you know, groove. I mean, he had carried things over like groove. Like there was like groovy and stuff. But yeah. He went like way in, way over the top with it, and it's Absolutely. great. I mean, it's it's Army of Darkness. Every, if I guarantee you, if somebody's listening to this podcast, they've seen Army of Darkness. Yeah. It's yeah. one of those movies. Um, if not, you're a primitive screwhead. Exactly. There's, there's not a lot of like protagonist, you know, protagonists in horror. Exactly. Yeah. It's all the end, you know, the anti, you know, like all those guys. Those, that's what's known about it. So like to course, have it, yeah, yeah. That, that, I mean, like you have a, a true protagonist in, in, yeah. in, in horror. So. I mean, I'm got you know. There's rumor right now that they are going to continue with this, the franchise. I actually like. I wish I. Like good, I thought the Evil Dead remake was fucking yeah. solid. Good, let, let's just keep going. Like, give me some more of the universe. I think the Dead Eye and everything is a great mythology. Yeah, but Army Darkness is one of those movies that like I, I don't watch as much now because I have seen it so much. But there was a long time, like if I was depressed, if I was sick, feeling anxious, whatever, I would. Leave, there's 
two, there's two movies like this. One is that, is Army of Darkness. The other is School of Rock, for whatever reason. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I like School of Rock, too. Uh, I know, whatever, but... <laughs> like, don't, way, yeah, different directions, but I don't know. Both were this, no. like, cars of... I mean, I have a lot. Bloodsport is another one, like, yeah. Rainy Day movie. Um, anyways, the movie see, Commando. See, see like, that, I, I, I'll, I'll, I can feel with you on the School of Rock, because, like, I can do, like, a Bloodsport and then go to, like, The Replacements. Yeah, yeah. Is, like, the, and Wild Wild West. Like, yeah. those are two crappy movies that I, I, I like to watch. Wicky Wow. Wicky Wow Wow. What's your number two? My number two is Popcorn. I was waiting we for talk, it. Yeah. We talked about it. I told you I was going to put it on Yeah, that's there. why I didn't put it on yeah. mine. Um, I love this movie. It was, you know, basically uh, a series of murders that take place during a horror movie marathon. Yep. Um, in a theater. And I always thought it was kind of cool because I spent so much time growing up in a movie theater. This was a very old, like, vintage, like, Rialto-type theater, which I love. Um, I just love the style of those theaters anyway, so watching classic movies in there yeah. was great. Um, it also had... Had the guy, the brother from uh, from uh, My Crazy Summer with, with that's Bob, it, with Bobcat. Yes, it's the stork um, brother that wasn't Bobcat. Yeah, this, yeah exactly. Um, I also didn't realize that he died. Yep, died in '94. So yep. like not too far after this movie came out. Um, weirdly enough, when he when he was 40, you know, I, I didn't think he was 40 either. I know, right? Um, that's like because uh, he seemed like he was 20 in uh, One Crazy Summer, and yeah. that was only a few years before. But, I mean, uh, definitely one of my favorites growing up. It was just something weird about it that... I think I, the, the design of the villain yeah. is so unique. Like, yeah, it was just super... It was just really I also creepy. drew him for magazine. Yeah, he, he was... I mean, great villain design, the way they did it, the way they did his face. Very um, creepy with us. Kind of like Universal... Mo- like, kind of like... There's yeah. something old school about it, which I think is what yeah. kind of what the like a, like a, was. Like a... Like a modern Phantom of the Opera exactly, type, yeah. type situation. But yeah, I just, this movie never gets old. I always forget about it. And then when I remember it, I, I go back and watch it. Cause like, I, I, I put it on my list and I'm like, if I had time this week, I probably would have already watched it by now. Um, but I'm definitely going to catch up on it this week because I, I haven't seen it. You can actually thank that movie getting re released to my friend Christy Jett. Christy, if you listen, shout out to you. She was oh. a big proponent. She actually auditioned them to get the rights for that movie for like right. five years she produced actually produced she was one of the producers on the dvd uh, the blu-ray uh, oh. uh, well chrissy jet you're you're my new hero there you um, go i appreciate you i hope you're listening but, sweet good choice though yeah yeah number well, one <laughs> my number one because we've already discussed it it's i still still think it's probably my favorite all-around best uh, my most favorite 90s horror movie is event horizon um we've talked about this before it just i think it, it's the only it's the only time you'll ever see me put a Paul T- P.T. Anderson, or a, not Paul Thomas, a Paul Anderson, whichever. The bad Paul Anderson. Yeah. The Resident Evil Paul The Resident Evil Paul yeah. Anderson. You'll ever hear me see hear me put one of his films on one of my lists. Um, listen, he's actually, that's not true. He's had a few other films that were decent, but then he just sort of became like Resident a, Evil. a cartoon of himself. But <laughs> anyways, it's great. Samuel's great. I mean, the whole thing is great. We talked about it before. It's one of the rare movies that actually creeps me out. Still, I've seen the yeah. movie a hundred times. Every time I watch it, it creeps me out. I love it, even though it has J- uh, Jack Noseworthy in it, which is, again, I would fucking... <laughs> I wish I would uh, film a real-life horror movie and he would be my first victim. Um, ah! 8mm Part 2. <laughs> exactly. You know, there is an 8mm Part 2. There's a sequel to 8mm, yeah. yeah. Has none of the original cast. I will say, I think everybody has one of those actors that they absolutely... Just cannot, cannot stand. Cannot stand. Mine... Is Andy Milanakis? 
Yeah, but does anybody like that? That dude was like a thing for like five minutes, and then that's like, collectively society was like, no, "That's right, you're over." <laughs> I just I don't care how nice he was. If I saw him, he'd be the only celebrity that Mine I ever is, saw. Uh, he was. What's his name from Police Academy? Go- the Goose? Steve Gutenberg? Steve Gutenberg. Oh, just, I love Steve. That natural, like, natural just, treasure. I know. I know. But his face just makes me mad. Oh, you just hurt my heart. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. That's okay. All right. Well, that's fine. I digress. Who's his face? Event Horizon, though, is it's, thoroughly creepy. As a matter of fact, every time I watch it, <laughs> I, I, try to, I, I try to pause during the hell scenes to like catch yep. more of it. Um, I still wish like they... like. Because not only did they cut it out of the movie, it's lost forever. Apparently, I don't it's know, it destroyed. Like, yeah, the fire or whatever. Yeah. yeah, they said they they put it away and they didn't store it well enough. And it was like it was also like really super creepy that this footage, because an extremely long extended hell footage, where um, people are give, like killing themselves. Yeah, and the, like guys getting like I uh, getting like spike mm-hmm. again, murder by ass. Yeah, like. After. He's getting a spike up the butt through his mouth like mm-hmm. a spigot. Yeah, like um, like a, a, a cannibal holocaust. Style. Yeah, um, um, just so uh, yeah, it's definitely so graphic. I did one um, of the film one of the people, Sam Neill's awesome too. So I think one of the cast said like it was one of the most one they saw the footage and so it was one of the most unnerving things they'd ever witnessed and so of course that footage gets lost. But anyways, it's a great movie. Um, I think just for set design alone, I think it's a fucking masterpiece. But I think again, it's finally get. I mean, more and more people talk about it now, and it is it has some sort of reverence. But for the longest time, I felt like I was shouting into the vacuum. I'd be like, yeah. "You need to watch Event Horizon." People are like, "Go oh, fuck yourself." But and I think like Pandemonium and some other films have come out it, that are similar, similar to it. But I definitely think Event Horizon, as far no. as like gothic space horror no comparison. Yeah, it's great. Opinion. So it's my number one, Derek. My yeah, number- I know it's gonna be a good one though. My number one. Kevin Bacon, Tremors. Dude, yeah. yes! You are ah, such yes! a you are such an that asshole. That is such a good horror movie. I was waiting for this. Thank you. So good. Thank you. So good. Um, How come th- that one didn't make your list? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> That's right. But you. I, I can't believe I didn't go there. But yes. yeah, yeah. I mean, this is also another way. I mean, you talked about kind of kind of your moment watching uh, Nightbreed with your dad. This is one my dad and I saw. I think we, we very rarely. I go to the movies more than one time for the same movie. I like to pick up on other stuff, but my dad was like a one and done type guy. Like could not get him to pay to go to movies twice. Um, and I remember we saw this twice in the theater. Like wow. my dad loved this movie, and like so, anytime it was on, he was always just like he was fascinated by the graboids. Um, thought it was great, and Kevin Bacon was great. Um, Fucking great. Fred Ward played Earl. Um, underrated. Just, yeah, underrated. Just a whole bunch of like really just great actors. Uh, yeah, yeah. Chen, who who is also in Big Trouble Little China. China. Love that guy. Um, yeah, just a solid. And gra- up to that point, we really hadn't seen anything like that before. Like for as far as graboids, it's a great concept. Scary as uh, shit, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're stuck in this desert town, nothing around you. You can't get out. There are mountains on either side. Like. You were you were screwed. Yeah, because for the longest uh, time, you take like the concept of say Jaws, which and it, we met, like, and it had Reba McIntyre in it. Yeah, and she was great in it. And the last in the song movie. in the movie is great. Um, yeah. it, you know, um, yep. dude, it's just a I was because so first off, it is so. Growing up, my mom <laughs> would rewatch a, a handful of movies literally every day, and I mean that exact like 
literally 365 days a year, she would watch the same movie. So there was a few in her in her like collection, but her top two were the first Lethal Weapon and Tremors. My mom loves Tremors. Um, could literally quote any line from that movie. Um, so I literally watched that movie. I'm not exaggerating. I literally, at some point, would walk in. My mom would be watching it. It's funny because like my, my wife always picks at me because there's I sometimes will fall into that bucket where I can't find anything, so I'll just watch something. Yeah. And, and so either it's uh, Jason X. <laughs> there are a couple. There are a couple uh, movies that are like constantly in my like streaming queue. Mm -hmm. I never take off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the same way. Tremors is one of them. So I always end up watching, even if it's like 20 minutes of it. Like I know I'm not going to need to like watch the whole thing because I can just pick it up wherever. Yeah, Tremors, Tremors falls right in that bucket. Um, I love the ending too. Um, so I good. love the dynamite fishing and yeah. um, just the the whole the whole shebang. Can you really, fly? Anyway, so that's a great. That's right. I just uh, look. I found it to ass in exactly. <laughs> um, but the thing is, like, the cast is so fucking likable. Yeah. Like, dude, between yeah. Fred Ward, Kevin Bacon. Um, Reba McIntyre, yeah. uh, Gross, what's it, Michael Gross, the yeah. Family Ties dad. Um, it's just the cast is so like human, and that's the thing is, first off, you never see that point of view or like these like desert ratty kind of like, you know, like these two struggling guys, um, you know that like they're like you know jack of all trades, they're like handymen, but the, like during the movie, like they're too smart. Oh yeah, like the great dialogue. First of all. That like sort of weird father son antagonistic best what, dude. It's just a great movie, yeah. man. It works on so many levels. Again, I love the design of the grab. First of all, they're called graboids. Like yeah. that's the best thing ever. But the design of the monster itself is fucking top notch. I yeah. even I literally put the graboid as my number two favorite design monster. I yeah. We had this. I was. Anyways, doesn't matter. But yeah. um, the only I think the only creature in film history who's better designed to me is the Gilman. But um, I love the Graboid because again, that looks like something that scientifically could exist. Yeah. Um, and here's the thing with that: like up to this point, a creature feature monster movie, like short of Godzilla, mm -hmm. right? Like didn't exist. Like yep. there really wasn't a whole lot in that vein that kind of fell into this category. So like to revive that. That's what I was saying. That's you know. the thing. Is what's what we were saying earlier. Whether or not it's a horror movie, it's an homage to 1950s monster movies, yeah. and that's the, the thing. Is like the, the Blob. Yeah. You know. I mean, that's or even like them, yeah. like the giant yeah. ants. Like especially that stuff was like yeah. in the desert, radiation kind of stuff. Um, it's just a great like the science of the graboids with the little spines in their back is how they yeah. feel and move. The oh, dude, it's so yeah. great. And like the seismology. Yep. They have the tongues that come out and they grab you down. Yeah, it's just. It's a cool concept. It's just a great... Yeah. I mean, it's so good, man. And yeah. that's why, I like... I'm glad it's your number one because I feel like it is... It deserves the... I mean, yeah. people do love it, but, I mean, I just... I, it's, again, it's one of those movies, like... It, and that's the thing is because it's a, it's a monster movie, but it just has so much heart. The, you know, like, that's the thing is I love... It's funny. I was, I, it's funny. I was just watching it with my son and uh, I forgot the whole, like... You know, uh, uh, you know, great tits and the legs that go yeah, all the way up, all the way up. And my son, I'm like, oh, so we're watching it, and then they show that girl, and my son, I didn't know my how closely my son was paying attention. She's like, I don't think that's the girl he's talking about, Dad. <laughs> nope, you are right. I'm like, no, that's. I'm like, that's yeah. kind of the joke. Uh, yeah. But but you but she was so cute and like their little romance thing. Yeah, oh, it's so good. And she was dorky. So cute and dorky yeah. and like their whole like the whole last scene. Oh, yeah. He like works at the car. Oh, so good. Yeah.
Thank you, sir. Thank you. Well. That was it. Reach our top ten. I know. Well, close us out. Derek, I don't have a microphone. Or James. Oh. All right. So, yeah, we'll close out. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, we, uh, we will be back next back week. Back next week. And, and maybe uh, with our other podcast as well. We can find the time. Yeah, if we can find the time we'll for Cinemaniacs, we'll talk about Cinemaniacs and or uh, to be determined. Um, obviously, we we come up with a lot of really great names, which is why we're now the the best little horror house in Texas. I don't have to remember that one. That's right. We're gonna just change it every week. Yeah, and, well, uh, that's cool. And uh, a, a special uh, PSA to our our listeners. Um, Janie, stop giving Tank bad ideas. Oh my god! <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. We love you. Keep Janie. listening. Listening with you and Keep your mom. Keep watching Langoliers. Yeah. Oh, that was, was Shanae. Oh, Shanae. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, Shanae has a podcast for... Uh, shout out to Janae. Sh- the Save Continue Podcast. Yeah. That's oh, my okay. best buddy. Yeah. My best, best friend. My BFF. Yeah. Go check sure. her out on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you can find yeah. uh, podcasts. But not before you check us out. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, listen to us first, obviously. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway. Hi. Bye. Thanks, guys. Later. I'm just saying Steve Gutenberg, the support man's John Cusack, you know?